Thanks for joining us here at New Song Church, where we're helping people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you have any questions at all, or just want to learn more about us as a church, you can go to mynsc.org happenings. It's the best way to stay connected with us throughout the week. And now, check out this week's sermon. Are you ready to study the Word of God? Yes or no? Yeah. Let's do it. Get out your sermon notes. We are continuing the series, Thy Kingdom Come. And I'm going to read this first uh, portion of Scripture found in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 to 10. And then we're all going to read this portion of the Lord's Prayer together. And of course, this is, this is uh, Jesus speaking. And he said it this way. He said, this then is how you should pray. Now, everybody, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we're talking about the kingdom of God. This, this prayer comes alive when we understand what the word kingdom means. And so to, to, to kind of reestablish the foundation this week, write down number one, kingdom in, in both the Old Testament and the New Testament primarily means power, authority, and dominion. So in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew, the word is Malkuth. In the New Testament, it's, in the Greek, it's Basalia. The word kingdom means power, authority, and dominion. And I'm going to break this down to you in a way that I did not break it down to you last week. That all of a sudden, as we did say, that the, this word, this prayer comes alive when we understand what the word kingdom means. So our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. So instead of your kingdom come, you could read it. Your power, your authority, your dominion come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And all of a sudden, verses in the scripture just come alive when you read it according to its actual definition, its real definition. So the kingdom does not refer, the word kingdom does not primarily mean a place, it actually means a power, right? Now, this is so interesting, and I want you to write this down, there's not a great deal of room for it, but power is the ability to accomplish. That's what power is. You have power when you have the ability to accomplish something, that's called power. Authority is not the same thing as power. Authority is the delegated right to use that power. So hang with me here. The ability is the power to accomplish. Authority is the delegated right to use that ability to accomplish something. And dominion is not the same as either of those two. It's different. And it means this. Dominion is the successful use of that power and that authority. Okay, so when we say power, authority, and dominion, you might have been wondering last week, why don't we just take that down to one word? Be because kingdom, the word kingdom, actually, it, there's three different levels of it. it, it if, you, if you take the word kingdom to say the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, you could just say rule of God or the rule of heaven or the reign of God or the reign of heaven. It actually doesn't describe kingdom in its fullness, that really to describe the word kingdom, you need to understand it as power, authority, and dominion. 
power, the ability to accomplish authority, the delegated right to use that power, and, and, and then dominion is actually the successful use of that power. So let's say that we have, you know, our, our U.S. military, we have fighter jets, and they are armed. How many know that they have a lot of bombs on those things, right? Well, they have a lot of power. They have the ability to accomplish what they go out to accomplish. They have the ability to drop bombs, but until somebody gives them the word, they don't have the authority, do they? So, so the authority is, is the delegated right to use that power. Everybody with me now? So then they get a call on their headset, hey, go ahead and drop those bombs, and they will. And dominion happens when they successfully use that power that they've been given the right to use. Now do you see it? So they, they, they have the bombs, but then they have to have the delegated right. That somebody has to say, no, I want you to use that. I want you to use your, go ahead and drop those bombs. And then when they do, everybody, dominion takes place. Like they, they, blow, they, they blow things away, literally. Okay, so when we walk in kingdom power, we are walking not only in the, in the when we're walking in, in, in the power and the authority, the dominion that we're supposed to, that we not only have the ability to accomplish, but we have the delegated right given to us from Jesus Christ himself, the delegated right to use that power and dominion. That when we use our power that has been given to us, delegated to us by Jesus, that all of a sudden we are successful in the use of it. And it's not to destroy people, it's actually to build people up. It's, it's, it's to destroy the works of the enemy, not God's creation. Like it's, it's meant to destroy the works of the devil, anything that stands in opposition to the will of God. It's kingdom power, everybody. And you've been given this power. Just some of you haven't been taught about it, though. And that's why we're here, everybody, to learn about it. So the message of the kingdom is not only about Christians going to heaven, but actually heaven coming to earth. That's what it's about. It's not about, well, I get to go to you know, the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven. I get to go there one day. It, oh, okay, part of it is that. That's true. I mean, you get to go to the kingdom of heaven, the place of God. One day, all of us who are followers of Christ, we're going to be there. But actually, primarily in the Bible, when it talks about the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God, it's not about us going to heaven. It's actually about heaven coming to us. The power, the authority, and the dominion of God coming to us. Let me prove this to you in Scripture. And I'm going to prove to you over the next few verses that, that Jesus really is the Alpha and the Omega. I'm, I'm going to show you that he was in it before, during, and after. And I'm going to show you this in Scripture. Watch this. This is Colossians 1.15. Do you love to study the Word of God like I do? I just love it. I'm going to give you so many verses today. You're going to be, you're going to be throwing up because you're so full. Oh. That was gross. I don't know why I said that. I'm so sorry. That, was, that is not a Mother's Day thing to say. I promise you that. Okay. Colossians 1.15. The Son is the image of the invisible God. So Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, 
all things, even all thrones and powers and rulers and authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. What's this in John chapter 3, verse 31? The one who comes from above is actually above all. He's above all. Can I get an amen to that? The one who was from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth. So if you belong to the earth and you do not belong to heaven, you're going to talk like the earth talks. But now as followers of Christ, we are actually citizens of heaven. We have been transferred into the kingdom of his dear son. We are, our citizenship is in heaven. So we no longer should be talking like those on the earth. We should be talking like our king talks. Why? Now we're a part of a kingdom. Can, can I get an amen? Somebody should have amen me better than that. You should have. You should have. The one who comes, the one who comes from above is above let me, let me tell you this. Jesus has always had all authority. Always. And he carried it with him in the earth. What's this? 1 John 3, 8. The reason the Son of God appeared here in this world, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Watch this, everybody. Not put up with it, but to destroy it. Not just to help you deal with it and hopefully barely get over the thing that the... No, he came to destroy it. To destroy it. Matthew 28, 18. Then Jesus came to them and he said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. What, what is he saying? I've always had the authority. I have the authority now. And watch what happens in 1 Peter 3.22. Now Christ has gone to heaven. He is seated in the place of honor next to God. And all of the angels and all the authorities and all of the powers accept his authority. So let me say it this way. Even demons know that all authority belongs to Christ. They do. They know that all authority belongs. They're not naive in this. They know they're in a losing battle. They're just trying to take out as many people as they possibly can. They're trying to destroy your life because they know their lives are already destroyed. But Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. <laughs> so all authority has always been his. It was his when he walked the earth, and it's his now as he's sitting at the right hand of God. So why do we walk this life as Christian weaklings when our Savior, the King, has all authority and he passes that on to us? Ooh, this is good stuff. I could preach today. So Jesus didn't just speak the kingdom of God. He actually demonstrated it. And when he demonstrated it, that was number three, by the way, he actually demonstrated it. He just didn't speak it. And so, so when he goes to his disciples, all of a sudden, again, this comes to life. He says, I'm giving you all authority. The kingdom of God is actually within you so that you not only speak it, but it is demonstrated in your life. That there will be signs and wonders accompanying your life. 
In fact, he told his, his followers, he said, listen, you're going to do greater things than I've done. Whoa, how could we possibly do that unless the kingdom of God is at work in us? Unless the power, the authority, and the dominion of our God is in us. And you say, well, how do I know it's in me? Well, because the Bible says it is. Because Jesus himself says that it is. In fact, I want to show you this first. Luke chapter 4, that Jesus didn't just preach. Remember, the Bible says Jesus went everywhere preaching the kingdom of, uh, of God or the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he's talking to them that, hey, the power, the authority, the dominion of, of God, he, it's at hand. You're looking at it right now. When Jesus was preaching, they were looking at the kingdom of God. But he not only spoke it, he demonstrated it. Watch this. I'm going to tie all this in together in Luke chapter 4, verse 30, uh, 31 is where we'll start. Then he, or Jesus, went down to Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and on the Sabbath he taught the people. And they were amazed at his teaching because his words had authority. Let's stop right there. I don't know about you, but I want my words to carry authority. And I don't mean that in a, in a put, my, put my thumb on top of everybody. I'm not talking about pride. I'm talking about my life of faith in Christ Jesus. That when I speak, I speak life. That when I pray, heaven moves. And, and, and that when, and when I declare the things of God and speak the, cleans, the things of God, that, uh, let me say it this way, that when I wake up every morning, the, devil, the, the, the enemy says, oh, oh no, he's awake. Like I want to walk in that level of authority. See, there's, some, there's been some people in my life that I have been around that just walk in authority. I, I'm going to tell you something. Just a couple of weeks, Pastor Larry Stockstill was here. He walks in authority. He just does. And I'm telling you, he, he, as I have been around him so many times, in fact, the very weekend that we were here, uh, my wife and I, we took him out to, to, uh, to dinner, and we were at Christo's. Uh, right here in town. And uh, how many know there's not a great deal of restaurants to, to, we don't have a lot of choices here in town, right? And so, but thankfully we got Christos. Praise God for Christos, everybody, because we went there and he loved it and, and we're eating. And all of a sudden this, this waiter, this, this person that was just serving us, our, service, our, our server overheard our converse, conversation and he, 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 in, the, in our meal, he says, you know, I, I, can, I can hear that you guys are Christians, right? We said, absolutely. And he said, you know what? I, I got some things happening in my life. I'm, I'm about to go into ministry, maybe even missionary work. And hey, I just want you guys to, to, to remember me and pray, just pray for me. Well, I was literally about to say, hey, let's just do that right now. Because if you know me, if somebody says, hey, could you pray for me? It's, uh, I'll pray for you right now. Like, well, I, Pastor Larry beat me to it. And... And we both laid our hands upon this, this, this waiter, and, and Pastor Larry just, boom, pray. I mean, a, this authoritative prayer, speaking the blessings of God upon this young man. And he just walks like that. You don't know, you don't know when Pastor Larry's going to stop and talk to somebody or stop and pray or, or just stop and say, hey, the Lord is, just, the Lord is speaking to me. I'm telling you, when he walks into a room, he just has authority. People listen to him. They might not even know him, and they listen to him. Why, why is that? Have you ever met somebody like that that was so full of the Holy Spirit of God that, that 
even people who don't know Jesus would, there's something different about this person. Something different about it. You know what I found out is, is a lot of times when pastors give examples of how we, how we you know, we're, we're at gas pumps and people start talking to us about, well, you, you, you know, my life is, is broken, my life is ruined, and I, 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 my, my marriage is failing, or I, I tried to commit suicide. And I'm telling you, it happens to me at Walmart and at, at, at gas stations, at grocery stores, like restaurants, anywhere I go, people are just, they just, Jennifer, it's just the weirdest thing, everybody. They just do that. Can I, can I tell you one of the reasons why I believe that is? Because people sense the spirit of God. They, spend, they sense the presence of God. They sense something that isn't actually about me. It's about him in me. It's about him in me. And, and I, I want to walk in so much authority that wherever I go, the enemy trembles. Because I know my heavenly father that much. And I am so in tune with the Holy Spirit. And I am so confident that God is going to show up wherever I go, that he's right there. He's going to show up in power. I want to live that type of life. I don't want to, let me say it this way. I don't want to live a life in which I'm scared of the enemy. I want to live a life in which the enemy is scared of me because of, of Christ who is in me. Come on, everybody. That's the life I want to live. I don't want to live a life of fear. I want to live a life of faith. And we are called to live by faith and walk by faith. And some of you are saying, preach it, Justin. Some of you, others are saying, I've never heard this before in my life. Well, I'm sorry that you've never heard it. Can I tell you the truth? Some of you were, you were raised in churches in which nobody explained the kingdom of God to you. They, they did not explain the power that you were meant to live in in Christ Jesus. They never taught you the, the, the authority that you have in Christ Jesus. But some of you, like me, I was raised in an, in an environment, not of my family's doing, but in very dysfunctional churches that my dad would pastor, and then he would create them to be healthy churches. I, I saw people acting as if they had the power of God when they didn't. I saw weird things. I saw the complete opposite side. I saw man's attempt at the power of God. I saw dysfunction. And in the middle of that, I would challenge you to say, in the word of God, you are meant to walk with quiet authority in which the only person who is praised at the end of the day isn't you. It's him. It's Jesus. That you, that you walk in a level of authority, but also you walk in humility. Because, after all, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Can I get an amen to that? It's not your own power. So don't be high-minded about it. Don't be prideful about it. Ooh, this is good stuff, by the way. I'm just preaching to you. There's a, okay. So let's go to verse, I don't even know where I stopped at here. Uh, where did I stop at? Verse, well, let's just start at verse 32. So they were amazed at his teaching because his very words had authority. That's where I stopped. Verse 33, in the synagogue, there was a man possessed by a demon, an impure spirit. Where was the man at? He was in church, everybody. Woo! 
Well, that'll preach. How many know some stinkers still go to church, everybody? <laughs> that's, that's funny right there. I don't, that's funny. I mean, it's not, but it is. In a synagogue, there was a man possessed by a demon, an impure spirit, and he cried out at the top of his voice, go away. What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who, who you are. You're the Holy One of God. It's interesting to me that Jesus actually notes, I come to destroy the works of the enemy. And, and the enemy actually says, I know you came to destroy us, not to piddle around with us, not, not to just move us along to the next. No, you came to destroy us. And Jesus said sternly, be quiet, come out of him. And then the demon threw the man down before them all and came out without injuring him. And all the people were amazed and said to each other, what words these are. So he not only preached the kingdom of God, he actually demonstrated it. Watch this. What words these are with authority and power. He gives orders or a demonstration. He gives orders to impure spirits and they come out. Not just, a, not just speaking the kingdom, but demonstrating the kingdom. And the news about him spread throughout the surrounding area. And Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever. And they asked Jesus to help her. So he bent over and he rebuked the fever. And it left her. And she got up at once and began to wait on them. So she, gets, she just gets miraculously delivered. And, and feeling full of health and strength again. She begins to serve the Lord. Can I tell you, one of our responses when Jesus comes in and does something miraculous in our life, one of our responses should be worship in the form of service. Can I, can I tell you that? Worship in the form of service. That's a sermon for another day. Verse 40. Boy, could I preach today, everybody. Verse 40. At sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness, and laying his hands on each one, he healed them. Let's stop right there for a second. Why did he have to lay his hands on them? Because we have in other portions of scriptures that he just spoke a word. In fact, the, the woman with the issue of blood, he didn't say anything. He actually looked around and said, who touched me? So did Jesus have to lay his hands on them? No, but he did. Why? I believe that he was placing his hands on them so there could be no doubt at all where that power was emanating from. It was proving, he was proving himself to be the Messiah. He was proving that all power and authority and dominion was in him, that he was the kingdom of God at hand. He was proving it. So they could not make a mistake about where the power was coming from. It was coming from him because he was the son of God. Verse 41, moreover, demons came out of many people shouting, here it is, you are the son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew he was the Messiah. Can I tell you something? The devil should have no voice in your life. Should not have a voice in your life. Don't allow the devil to keep talking to you. Well, how do I know, how do I know if he's talking? Well, it's anything that's in... In opposition to the word of God is the enemy. There are only two kingdoms. Listen to the things of the kingdom. Do not listen to, to, to the things of the enemy. Trust me, he's speaking. Stop listening to him. You embrace the truth found in the word of God. 
Well, well, I don't know what's in the word of God. Well, study it. It's, 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 it's in there. It's in there. Verse 42, at daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. Why, why did he do this? He was fully God and fully human. He was tired. He was just tired. So when he went out to a solitary place and the people were looking for him, and when they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said, watch this, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to other towns also because that is why I was sent. But yet in, in this town, he was in Capernaum at this moment. Remember, he's in Galilee in Capernaum. And he wasn't just speaking the kingdom of God. He was actually demonstrating the kingdom of God. And in your life, your life should not only be speaking the things of God, but there should be a demonstration of the power of God in your life. How do I know that? Luke 22, verse 28 says this, that this is Jesus speaking. He says, you are those who have stood by me in trials. So he's talking to his disciples. He's talking to his followers. And he said this, and he said, and I confer on you a kingdom just as my father conferred one on me. Like I want you to operate in the same power and authority and dominion that I've been operating in. In fact, I give you that authority. I give you that power. I'm giving you the kingdom of God. And you're meant to operate in it. Colossians 2.10 says this, So you also are complete through your union with Christ. And it doesn't stop there. It goes on to say, Who is the head over every ruler and authority? Let me say it this way. What this verse is saying is if you are in Christ Jesus, then you are complete in him. And if you are complete in him, the way that every power and authority submits to his lordship, so when, so when he is in you, you carry that power, you carry that authority. That when you walk in the room, the enemy should be shaking that you just walked in. Uh-oh, he's here. Uh-oh, she's here. The woman of God is here. The man of God is here. You should be making the enemy uncomfortable. Because the kingdom of God has been conferred on you. It's, it's been placed in you. So as children... Write this down. Number four, as children of God, we've actually been given the kingdom. It's been given to us. Well, well, maybe you, pastor, but not me. No. The Bible says that God shows no favoritism. That God shows no favoritism. You've been given the kingdom as a child of God. If you are a child of God, God's power, his authority, his dominion, it's yours. It's yours. So why don't we act like it? Why don't we speak like it? Why don't we have faith for it? Well, sometimes it's just a lack of teaching that you just haven't been taught. You, you, 
You were just ignorant to it. I don't, I don't mean ignorant as in, a, in a bad way. You just didn't have all the facts. Well, well, now you're getting the facts. I'm giving you the facts. And God's calling you forward. He's calling you up. He's calling you to walk in a way that you've never walked before. He's calling you to walk in power and authority and dominion. He's, talk, he's calling you to walk in so much faith that you don't doubt God and you don't doubt his power. You simply believe and speak. I've been sharing this so much lately that I thought it would be good for me to share today. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, it says, it says we, we have believed, therefore we speak. In that same spirit of faith, the Bible says in a spirit of faith, we believe and we speak. 2 Corinthians 4, 13, in the, in the spirit of faith, we believe and therefore speak. Some of you are, are believing that it works for some people, it just doesn't work for you. Some of you believe, well, it might work for me, but because you doubt, you never say it, you never declare it, you never proclaim it. And I'm going to teach you how to walk in authority next Sunday. Don't miss that. It'll, it'll rock your world. It'll rock your world. It, it, you'll never be the same again once you start living this out. You've been given the kingdom. In fact, watch what, watch what Jesus says in Luke chapter 17, verse 20 and 21. The kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. He says, it's been conferred on you. I, he, he told his disciples, the, the way that I have authority in this earth, all authority I give to you, I'm giving it to you. There was a transfer. There's a transfer that takes place when you accept Jesus Christ as Savior. Truly trust him wholeheartedly, surrendering your life to him. As a child of God, there is a transfer that takes place. You have been moved. You've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son, to the power, the authority, and the dominion of his dear son. And all that belongs to Jesus Christ, it also belongs to you. It belongs to you. We are heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ Jesus. So what belongs to Jesus belongs to me now because I'm, his, I, I'm a child of God. I'm in his family. Well, watch this. I, I'm going to give you another one. Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. It says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I want to define for you this morning what keys stands for. You might want to write this down in the side, you know, if you, if you can. I just ran out of room. But in your notes, the keys, the keys of the kingdom of heaven, that word keys means I will give you access to and the function thereof. I will give you access to and the function thereof. So I, so I am giving you access to and the function of the kingdom or the power, the authority, and the dominion of heaven. Now, because you not only have access, but you are able to function in it, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. When you operate, 
your life according to the keys of the kingdom or with the keys of the kingdom. Okay, so here's, here's a, a great way of explaining this. So I heard of a car dealership that is, is so incredible. They, they're such an incredible car dealership that, that for anybody who wants to, you can go to this car dealership and get a car absolutely free of charge. The car of your dreams, absolutely free of charge. So I lead you to that car dealership. So you're not going to believe this. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm a free car. You say, okay, well, I'll take it. Well, praise God. Here are the keys. Here are the keys. And, 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 and as I'm standing there with you, you're looking at these keys. <gasps> what did they give you? Oh, I got keys too. <gasps> oh, we, we both got keys. Yeah, keys. So you're happy. You're, you're just driving this car. Oh, that car dealership is so wonderful. But all of a sudden, you hit a bump in the road. Something goes a little bit south. Something happens. You stop the car, you get out, you question things, and you call me up. Hey, Pastor Justin, yeah? Remember that free car? Yeah. I, I just hit a bump in the road. I don't know if it's gonna start again. Well, well, did you try? No, 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 I want you to come. Could you bring your key? Well, my key's the same key as yours. No, 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 bring your key because I want you to start my car. Why? I just don't trust my key anymore. I hit this bump in the road, but I trust your key. Well, you would look at, like if you were me, I would look, well, you're crazy. Your, your key can start that car just as well as my key can start that car. Why are you calling me? You got keys. And that happens every single day in the in the church world. People are led to the, to the kingdom of God. Salvation is a free gift. Hey, here, it's free. And not only that, I'm gonna give you some keys to the kingdom. Oh, I get my own keys? I don't have to walk a defeat, I don't have to live out a defeated life. I get, I get my own keys, you get your own keys. Oh, oh. And then you start, but then you hit a bump in the road. All of a sudden, you know you got to pray. You're being attacked. You you gotta you gotta speak some words of faith, but your faith is pretty low. Well, Pastor Justin, I want you to pray. Why? Because your keys work better than mine. No, they don't. No, both both keys work the same. Well, I, I trust in your key. I just don't trust in my key right now. Can I tell you something, everybody? What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, I don't have any more power than you have. Because when Christ comes in you, it's Christ in us. It's not just in strength. It's, it's the strength of Jesus in me. You have Jesus in you. That same power that is at work within me is the same power that's at work within you. 
so you can now use your faith. It, should we call each other and say, hey, I've hit a bump in the road. Would you pray? Absolutely. I will be glad to pray with you. Don't get me wrong. I will, be, I will joyfully pray with you. But if you're always depending on somebody else's set of keys, then this is an area in which you need to grow. Because when you, when you walk in a room, you need to have so much power and authority at work in you that demons tremble because of Christ in you. Some of you are depending on, some of you are depending upon the relationship that others have with Jesus instead of your own relationship with Jesus. And that should never be. No. We've all been given the keys to the kingdom as followers of Christ, as children of God. He shows no favoritism. And you have the same power and authority and dominion in Christ Jesus that I have. It's no different. There's just one thing that's different. And that word is faith. Faith. Because some people just trust that their keys are going to work. Pastor Larry Stockstill, my dad, just walks, walked with authority. Why? He just knew his key was going to work. It's going to work. Well, some people are living this life and you're not trusting the keys that God has given you. Oh, that we would trust him. Oh, that we would trust his power. Oh, that we would have faith to believe that we are meant to live victorious lives in Christ Jesus. That through us, the works of the enemy, the works of the enemy are destroyed through us because of him in us. That same resurrection power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is in you. Now act like it, talk like it, believe like it. Oh, in your world, we'll get flipped upside down. Next week, I'm going to teach you how to walk in kingdom authority. Don't you miss it. Some of you have never heard a balanced teaching on this. And I'm going to share with you so much of the word of God that there's not one that you'll walk away here and say, you know, I just didn't know. It's, I just, I didn't know. Or else some of you are like, I knew, but boy, I needed a refresher course. Right? Because we are not called to be Christian weaklings. We are called to be people of faith. We live by faith. We walk by faith. That's what the Bible says. And we're going to do it for the glory of his name. Stand up with me. So today is very, very simple. Again, it's, it's, it's how, how can you teach about the kingdom of God in one week? I don't know how I could have ever done that. So next week, don't miss it. How, how many are going to be here next Sunday morning? Raise your hand. 
Now, if somebody doesn't have their hand up, just punch them. Just say, you're going to be here. No, 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 no. I was joking. I was joking. I was joking. Be here next Sunday. If you've never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, I'm going to give you the chance to do that now. And it's as simple as a prayer. Would you bow your heads with me? If you've never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, I'm telling you, you're missing out on your very best life. If you've never given your life to Jesus, I want you to raise your hand really high. I won't call you out or embarrass you. just want to see who you are. Is there anybody in the room? Okay, for those who, who might be watching online as well, we are, we are going to pray a prayer of surrender. It goes like this, Jesus, I surrender to you. I believe in the cross. I believe in the resurrection. I believe in you. I believe that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father except through you. So I come to you, and I call out to you, and I ask you, Lord, forgive me. Save me from my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness, and make me clean today. Today I surrender my life to you in Jesus' name. And if you prayed that prayer, everybody can look up here just for a second. If you prayed that prayer, you can go to guest services. We have a book for you called Fresh Start. You can pick that up free of charge. Guest services, help yourself to that. For the rest of us that want to walk in kingdom power, would you open up your hands toward heaven and let's ask the Lord to reveal truth to us like never before. Heavenly Father, we stand amazed at your grace in our lives. We stand amazed at your power, your strength, your awesomeness. Father, without you, without your son, without your spirit, we are left powerless. But in you, as followers of Christ, as children of the Most High God, as heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ Jesus, give every person in this room, every person watching online, give them the the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that they could know you better, that they could not only know your love, but that they could understand your power, your authority, your dominion. Father, I declare over all of us that we are strong in the faith, that we are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And I declare over New Song Church that we will not walk in fear or doubt or confusion, but we walk in victory because we walk in faith in Jesus Christ. And our Savior goes ahead of us, and he makes a path for us. And it is a victorious path. It is a path of life. It is a path of health. It is a path of victory. It's a path of provision. It's a path of healing. And we thank you for it now. We will not surrender to the enemy. In fact, I declare on this Mother's Day that the enemy is going to surrender to the lordship and the power and the authority and the dominion of Jesus Christ, our Savior. And I declare victory over every person who's in a struggle, who's in combat right now. I declare victory over them and in the name of Jesus. Come on, if you're in a battle right now, put up your hand. And I'm going to pray over you. Lord, I declare victory in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, that your power, your authority, your dominion would be revealed in their life, in their situation, in their family, in their finances, in their body. Lord, I declare it in Jesus' name. 
And we thank you that it's done according to your grace and your mercy and your love and your power. Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on the earth, in our lives, exactly the way it's done in heaven. And we'll give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Can we put our hands together and just bless the Lord? Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Powerful day. Remember, one invitation can change your life. So next week, bring somebody with you. All of the moms in the room, there are gifts for you outside on the sidewalks. If, if weather permitting, they're out there or in the lobby. Help yourself. We wish we could do more. It's just a small token of our love and appreciation. Happy Mother's Day. God bless you. I'll see you next Sunday morning. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in what God is doing through your life. And we would love to continue on that journey with you. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to mynsc.org contact. Thank you to all of you who consistently give, serve, and pray. You are the ones who God is using to make a difference in our community as we live out our mission of leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. Thank you for watching. We hope you tune in next week.